With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This NFL Survivor Pool Picks and NFL Futures Edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at WYNNBet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just head to getroman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is home to the Best Ball Mania 2 contest where you can win $1 million. That's right, $1 million. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Odds Jam. Odds Jam is the betting tool every sharp better needs, bringing you the latest prices and presenting the best betting opportunities. Dominate the marketplace with Odds Jam. Use promo code SGP and get a 5% off over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds jam. It seems that several years ago, my former college teammate and Wisconsin alum, Scott Tolzien, screwed you out of Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening? Kramer dog. No, I, I, I love it. I it's NFL. It's what is it? Wednesday. And I'm, I, I got NFL Wednesday. I got everything dialed in Yes. to, to NBA golf settings. We get on the mics for the Ooh. NFL. Boom. Peeking like a motherfucker <laughs> as per usual. Sean, I got a pen. I got paper in front of me. That can only mean one thing. The we're, National we're, Football League. We're road tripping we're all road the way tripping. through the schedule, baby. We're gonna take a journey. We're gonna fire up the SGPN van, cruise on through the entire NFL season, Why? mapping out a mapping. We got a road map, and we're gonna we're gonna try and map out our NFL survivor pool for the entire season. We also will be talking more bonus NFL future talk with Eric Eager. Co-host of the Pro Football Focus Forecast podcast coming up uh, after we work our way through the Survivor Pool. But Ryan, before we get to that, friend of the program, he's a uh, first ballot Hall of Famer in the uh, DGens Only Hall of Fame. Hashtag DGens Only. Jung, who is kind enough, helps us out with the YouTube time codes. Real five tool player, dominating uh, uh, sorry, Slack I, user, giving out three picks. Can and, I ask a silly question? Sure. What would we What would we have done had not had Madden Mayhem not occurred? I don't know. We can't. We we got a. Yeah. You it, know what this is? We it, were cruising on our fishing boat, and our normal spots were dry. Right. Yeah. Fishing was canceled, so we found this little cove. 
We threw down the nets and holy shit, it's a throw, two mile deep some, cavern of fish. <laughs> threw out some DJ and chum and uh and Jong was in that. Jong was in it. And yeah, the Madden simulations are great. We gotta meet a ton of new fans, ton of new contributors to SGPN. But Jong was uh, kind enough to book a cameo uh in my honor, I guess you could say, but uh he got Monte Ball and uh I, I think the cameo speaks for itself. It's pretty awesome. Hey, Sean, your boy, Jong Lee, reached out to me personally so that I can deliver you this message. It seems that several years ago, my former college teammate and Wisconsin alum, Scott Tolzien, <laughs> screwed you out of $800,000. That is steep. That is steep, my friend. If I'm understanding this correctly, several years ago, you were well on your way to winning $1 million in one of those DraftKings contests. True story. $1 million. You put up a solid fantasy lineup, but in the end, you came in second place and only won $200,000. Only? That's a lot. That is a lot. Jong tells me that the. Re- 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 let me just pause that real quick because th- this is you're coming from a man who's no longer getting those big stacks. Yeah, no, he could. I'm sure, I'm sure Monte would want a $200,000 check right about now. I mean, who wouldn't? The reason you didn't win the million dollars was because Scott Tolzino of the Colts threw a pick six to the Rams defense. Oh. The guy in second place behind you at the time had the Rams defense <laughs> and he just got a lot closer with that pick six. As long as Scott Tolzien didn't throw another pick six, you were on your way to beating this guy. Oh, that's gotta hurt Sean. <laughs> that has gotta hurt. But sadly, you dropped from first to second place and won 200 K rather than winning the million dollars. Now, since Scott isn't available on cameo, <laughs> Jong reached out to me as the next best option since he was, you know, my former teammate at Wisconsin, as you can see, obviously on Wisconsin. Sean, Sean, John, Sean, my heart goes out to you for getting screwed by Scott Tolzien. I understand throwing two pick six, two pick sixes in one game is next to impossible. Next to impossible. (laughs) If I ever come across Scott, I will personally let him know that he cost you eight hundred thousand dollars. Wow. <laughs> other than that, unfortunately, <laughs> other than that unfortunate fantasy incident, I do hope life is good for you, Sean. I really do. I hope you were able to pay off any credit card debts, huh. buy a new car with the Check. money, yep. buy Check. <laughs> <laughs> Pay off all of that, all of that. Buy a new car, buy a new house with the money um, that, that you had. Not also, a new house. I hope the it. sports gambling <laughs> podcast continues to grow and thrive in 2021. Hopefully, we can get over a million people subscribing to the podcast, oh. even if you didn't win the million dollars. Oh, I like. Say that. hi to your co-host Ryan, ah. real money crammer for me, and always remember. <laughs> Let it ride. There you go. You guys have some fun. Monte, Monte ball. ball. All right. Legend. And now the second NFL running back who has greeted <laughs> me personally. That is true. Ryan. We're talking national football league with former NFL player, Monty ball, checking in on the cameo. If you want to get in involved in some of these NFL futures, we're going to be talking about later. You can over at winbet.com. W Y. And nbet.com. WinBet makes it so easy. First off, they're giving you a $500 risk free sports bet. That's right, 500 bucks completely free. Terms and conditions apply. But again, WinBet, they got it all. Generous promos, odds, parlays. They're all happening over at WinBet. 
the Las Vegas experience comes to you in the palm of your hands in the form of the win betting app. Can't you just feel it? Your brain percolate the gambling juices flowing and you don't even have to leave your home. It doesn't get any better than that. All you got to do is go to W Y N N bet.com win big with the win betting app over at winbet.com. Sean, yes. Before we get into it, I did have this kind of, uh, we'll call it a daydream. Okay. I was uh, envisioning what the first week of NFL is going to be like us in Vegas for a week uh, doing live shows from somewhere. And as I was thinking about the great sponsor, the win, I thought about the movie uh, happy Gilmore. Mm. And I thought when the DJs show up to the win, it's going to be like when Adam when Sandler's fans, when happy Gilmore's fans showed up to the PGA tour <laughs> and you're going to have a construction man with a giant nail through his foot. <laughs> that guy was great. Anyway, I, I just had this picture of like all these DJs <laughs> storming the win. Anyway, it's going to be awesome. season, baby survivor pool. Let's right uh, around the corner. Week one NFL survivor pool picks. Man, week one. Will is... we be doing the survivor again? Yeah, why wouldn't we? I, I'm just saying we need it. This is the roadmap. Then I almost feel like we should just play this. <laughs> just we should do one, but we should enter twice. One where, where you adjust it as we go, yes. and one where we Done. stick to exactly what the podcast Sold. says. Sold. All right. So how do, I'll I'll MC week one. I, I have kind of a, a little bit of a and and I'll. Sh- I, I don't know. It's probably going to hurt people's eyes. I, maybe I won't share it. I'll share it a little bit, but I, I do have a grid uh, that I'll show everyone. But week one, you know, as you look at the schedule, Sean, obviously the opening game, Tampa Bay versus Dallas pops off. And immediately I go, yeah, but Tampa's going to be favored heavily throughout the season. Maybe it's not smart to take them now. I looked throughout the season, only a couple spots you might want to play them. Week 18. How fun does that sound, Sean? Yeah. Week 18 against Carolina, week seven against Chicago, week six against Miami. Anyway, not to dive too deep into one team, but Tampa hosting Dallas. The other choices I considered, I, I, I don't want anything to do with KC week one against Cleveland. Um, there's some, uh, uh, maybe one or two other bigger spreads, but Broncos we no. one against the giants I, Broncos on the road. That's not the spot you want to be putting your survivor. Bowl. here are my two that if you want to be a little bit different, Carolina hosting the jets, there is not another scenario all season that stood out to me as a situation. We would take Carolina Two, we're, we're backing Sam Darnold uh, in uh, a survivor situation. And, and who knows Zach Wilson, spot. Zach Wilson could ball out that game. Second one, Tennessee hosting Arizona. We both kind of have our takes on Arizona. Uh, I think we both like Tennessee in this spot, maybe me more than you. But those were my different ones. Now we will have an opportunity to take Tennessee later in Week 11 when they take on Houston. So not a huge difference here to me. It's either Carolina. I think if you want to, you know, if I'm not talking to you and we're not doing a team thing, I'm bringing up Atlanta. Uh, just. First game, Sirianni. Like, oh, I'd love Eels. to watch you play Atlanta in a survivor pool, right? But again, I think we we kind of we we didn't really discuss it, but I think we agree that Tampa is the pick week one. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, yeah, we got to go Bucks. They're playing the Cowboys Thursday night. Teams coming off the Super Bowl win, very strong record against the spread and straight up. 
I, I just don't see them blowing this game. Dak coming off a horrific injury, going on the road against that Bucks defensive line. I, I think they're going to be jacked up for that game. I mean, a couple other spreads that are huge. The 49ers is a road favorite. Don't want any part of that game. No. And that and then the Rams at home against the Bears. I'm not going to touch that one as well. I mean, yep. maybe get Andy Dalton in prime time, but I I think we just got to go Bucks. Yeah, the more important reason too with the Rams why you're not itching to play them right there is they have there's other opportunities to play this Rams team later in the season. Week two, uh, the ones I had circled. Well, we're going to cross out Tampa. We just used them. Pittsburgh hosts the Raiders. Big Ben early in the season definitely still going to be healthy at that point. Uh, Raiders on the road in Pittsburgh. I kind of like that spot. Green Bay hosting Detroit on Monday Night Football. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, if he's there, <laughs> love this spot. Detroit and Houston are two teams I'm looking to fade all year. But for me, Cleveland, uh, Cleveland is hosting the Texans. Texans. It's 14, 13 and yeah. a half points. Come on. We, we can't overthink this. Again, the key to winning a survivor pool keep it simple. Keep it simple. And. Cleveland, not exactly a lot of spots jumping out. Detroit in week 11 stood out to me, but Tennessee has Houston that week. So we don't have to worry. Uh, I, I did overthink it already. Sean, yeah. don't worry. Um, you always have that covered <laughs> overthinking of things week three. Uh, we have a, a decent set of matchups. This is kind of a, a, a pick your poison. There's a lot of uh, decent size spreads here, Sean, uh, Baltimore, Buffalo, Baltimore hosting or at Detroit, Buffalo hosting Washington, Denver home opener hosting the Jets. I know the Jets are a bit of a variance team, but I like that home opener aspect for Denver. Kansas City hosting the Chargers. They just seem to get it done there. Uh, and Pittsburgh, uh, again, calling out Pittsburgh, hosting Cincinnati, Big Ben owning of those teams. Joe Burrow could be slow to get back. Uh, any teams I missed that you were looking at here? No, I I think you kind of hit on them. Maybe you could talk me into Ravens uh, on the road against the Lions. I threw them out for. I, to me, that's the one where the robot maybe scares you more than it should. Well, and did you mention Broncos at home against the Jets? The home you op- did. I, I did. Yeah, that was the opener. home opener. And to we me, don't get to take advantage of that. It's annoying. We don't get to take advantage of that Broncos trend. We love the first two uh, weeks of September. If they have a home game, they start them late. This year, I think they did that last year as well. And and not trying to overthink it, but Denver does have. We do have an opportunity to play Denver later in the season. They host Detroit, uh, and, and honestly, the pivot play that week is Kansas City, which makes me think we should play Kansas City or Denver this week. Yeah, I don't like taking the Chiefs in a division game. I I like to steer away from. Division games, if possible, in Survivor. It's a division game later too. I mean, some weeks it's tough to miss a division game. I think the way they did the schedule this year, but uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think if you like taking hosting Detroit later in the season when it's cold, we have a couple other choices here, like Buffalo, like Baltimore. Um, so I, I don't know. I that maybe we say like to your point, maybe we Kansas City is going to have extra. We're going to have. Yeah, spots. why don't we go Baltimore? Right. I don't, I don't think Baltimore's going to lose in the dome against uh, Jared Goff. Come on. And there aren't really a ton of other spots where we would even consider taking Baltimore surprisingly. So, uh, I'm on board here. Let's take the road team. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be a theme. Fading Detroit, fading Houston. Week 4, we've got Eagles at home against the Chiefs. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh we, we can talk more. I actually had that game circled for the other team. 
Mm. Uh, we can talk more about this one, uh, or we can just circle the Bills taking on the Texans and move on. What's the uh, what's the look at line on that? Oh, 14. I, yeah. I, again, it's the Texans. You, if, if we have an opportunity to take the Texans on the road, I think we do it. The Bills not. I mean, they do have Kansas City on deck in that spot. I, I just think he'd be so bad. Yeah, I agree. It's okay, okay to be a little chalky. Week five, we're looking at a situation where I didn't circle mm. a lot of games here, but Minnesota hosts Detroit. It's a, it's not a primetime game. And to me, we're not really looking at Minnesota the rest of the season. This is a game Minnesota is going to win. Uh, the other option to me is Tampa Bay. Oh, we already took Tampa Bay, so that's not even an option for me. I'm Cowboys uh, laying five and a half against the Giants. Again, probably want to stay away from division games, but that's that's one of the other higher spreads. I'm with you. Let's take the Vikings at home against the Lions. Again, there are some other bigger spreads, but I think the fact that Minnesota is a team, I don't think we're going to be worried about uh, taking the rest of the season. And again, we're fading to a lot of Detroit and a lot of Houston <laughs> so far. Uh, seems likely they're both going to be dog shit. Week six, Sean. Uh, this is a another week where I thought it was a little leaner. We have Balt. We already took Baltimore, so they're not a choice. We do have Indy hosting the Texans. We can keep the theme going. I don't know. Is there a, another uh, bigger? It's eleven and a half uh, biggest I, spread on the board. Yeah, I mean Chiefs as a six and a half point road favorite in DC. I'm not touching that. And like you said, the other big spread was the Ravens at home against the Chargers. But we yeah, already, we, we gotta go. We gotta go Colts Texans. Yeah, again, you you talked about avoiding those division. Spots. I I just I just think Houston. There's no reason to believe they're going to be competitive. And while the spread might be inflated now. There's still going to be much more than a touchdown. Week seven, so we're doing pretty good, Sean. Week seven, yeah. Uh, we have uh, again Arizona, an outlier here. Don't have them penciled in any other weeks. They host Houston. <laughs> they're 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 projected to be a, a ten and a half point favorite. Uh, do we the Rams twelve point favorites versus Jared, Detroit? That's Jared Goff revenge game. Th- that, that is get, one that, we that could get wonky. Go. And we have other opportunities to take the Rams, honestly. Ravens, Bengals, but we already used the Ravens. Uh, they're laying ten. Yeah, I mean Cardinals laying ten and a half home at home against the Texans. I think that's the move. And so far, we've uh, have we the only game we didn't fade Houston or Detroit was Week One, where we faded the Cowboys. <laughs> so you can use a trend here. Week Eight, Sean. Uh, this I'm, I'm going to lead. With w- playing the Chiefs at home Monday Night Football against the Giants, they're a double-digit projected favorite. We also have Seattle hosting Jacksonville. Mm. Now, we, again, Chiefs—you can almost pen—you know—they can be usable almost every week. Um, this is obviously Monday Night Football, big spread. I, I don't know what your take is here. I don't see a spot where we take Seattle down the stretch. Maybe Detroit. Yeah, let's, I, I kind of like taking Seattle in seven. I mean, that that is an insane flight from Jacksonville. You had a rookie quarterback going up to Seattle to play against a full crowd. I Seattle heading into the bye week after that. Meanwhile, uh, Jacksonville coming off the bye week. So perhaps that's the uh, mm. that's the angle you don't love it. Um, meanwhile, uh, the Giants. Th- this is kind of the beginning of a, a tougher stretch. Uh, I I don't know. I I. I could, I could be okay burning the Chiefs here. The Chiefs also play Dallas in a couple of weeks. They have Denver and the Raiders at home later. Yeah, let's just take Seattle. Right. Save uh, 
I also, I don't think we're, we're, I don't think, I think because of fantasy, we've been a lot higher. We've talked about the Jacksonville ceiling or at least fantasy potential more than the, like, I know we're both on the under, but they could be like way under, like they yeah. could be worst team in the league. Uh, if this urban Meyer thing doesn't work. So I definitely want to have some action against them as well. Week nine. Uh, I have Baltimore. We already, we got it. We burned them. Miami hosts Houston. Uh, that's going to be a tough spot there. That's the only one I really circled, Sean. So I, I don't know if you had uh, another Chiefs option. hosting the Packers, laying seven. Is that really the game you want to get involved in the Chiefs? Is Forty is ers laying five and a half at home against the Cardinals? That's crazy. Rams five and a half point favorites against the Titans. St- I, I, yeah, some of these I, I don't know. The spread's going to be way different. I think uh, come. Yeah. Well, obviously, there's a lot uh, that needs to be figured out, but I, in a weird way, I almost like Buffalo, the Buffalo bills going down to Jacksonville. We already took Buffalo. We did. Who who do we have? Buffalo Houston. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Houston turns out Houston and Detroit play every week. Sean. <laughs> so, so I, I guess we got to take Miami again and just fade Houston. Once again, Miami dolphins laying seven and a half. I know it's a chalky strategy, but we got to, we sprinkle in a couple that aren't that. And, and it, it seems like it might just work. Uh, and, and uh, for the, for those watching on uh, YouTube, youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast, let me, uh, let me share what we're looking at here. The grid while you're sharing the grid, Ryan, I'm going to talk about Roman. Oh man. Everyone projecting the Houston Texans to come up short this NFL season. But if you're coming up short in the bedroom, very easy solution. All you got to do is go to getroman.com slash SGP. Let's getroman.com slash SGP. They'll take care of you. U.S. licensed healthcare professional, online evaluation, completely free. Whole process, straightforward and discreet. And again, free two day shipping if medication is right for you. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Doesn't get any easier than that. If only fixing the Houston Texans were as easy as fixing your problems in the bedroom. Go to getroman.com slash SGP now. Get $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. Getroman.com slash SGP. 15 bucks off your first month. So uh, week nine, which is now the halfway mark of the season, Sean, how cool is that? We got that extra, extra brings us to actual symmetry. We do have a first half and a second half. The bye week no longer creates that imbalance. Oh, 17 right. weeks, week 10. So coming, coming, uh, coming out of the halfway mark week 10 at this point, I feel pretty confident we'll be alive just cause fading Detroit fading uh, Pittsburgh hosts Detroit mm. that this is the game I have circled here. Colts, big favorites against the Jags. We already used them. Yep. Steelers, you're right. We haven't used they're they're playing the Lions. Do we consider the Chiefs at home Sunday night against the Raiders? I have at Raiders. Did I write it down wrong? Oh no, you're right. At Raiders. They're a road favorite there. Uh, you know, the Raiders they they seem to play like they, this, always, they I mean they won one game last year against them. Yeah, I kinda like if I'm gonna if we're gonna play them, they play the Raiders in a couple weeks at home in a in a real skinny week. So I think maybe we save them for then. What about the Cardinals at home? We took against, against Houston. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I guess go Steelers. And it's gonna be a dome it, team outdoors, non-conference road game for the Lions. Some contrarian picks, Green Bay taking on Seattle. Uh, we have, you could play the chargers hosting Minnesota. 
again, you, you want to get involved with uh, potentially playing the Patriots or something like that. No, you don't. So I, I don't know. I Denver hosting Philly. You don't want to fade your guys. I don't think let's just take, let's just keep our trend going. Let's right? go. Are we going to take green Bay? Are we just going to leave them out? What do you mean? We oh, ha- oh, of Survivor. Yeah, we haven't really talked about them. They're ob- an obvious team if if Aaron Rodgers is playing. A- anyway, let's move on. Week eleven. Uh, again, uh, first thing that pops out to me: Detroit versus Cleveland. Cleveland, a big number there. Do we? I thought we used Cleveland now. Oh, you're right. They they play Houston and Detroit. <laughs> exactly. It's getting tricky. <laughs> oh, that's right. This is week the- eleven. I had the te- Tennessee plays Houston this week. This is the week we can burn Tennessee. Okay. But hear me out. What about the Chiefs at home against the Cowboys? Laying seven and a half right now. I'm okay with that. Tennessee plays Jacksonville in a couple of weeks. Yeah, if we did want to play. Let's say, for, let's say and, Tennessee for that. And you're right. In my original model, I did have us taking Kansas City against the Giants. So <laughs> uh, that this is a different roadmap. I like fade again tw- two times now. We faded the Cowboys. And I, I, I think we can just put this in the post. It's going to give people headaches if I put it in the video, Sean. So I decided yeah. against it. Uh, 12 week, 12. All right. So this is Thanksgiving week. Uh, if you are playing in something like the circus survivor, th- there, there is the extra complexity of this is its own week. Uh, did we want to call it out like that, Sean? Did we want to give ourselves the uh, added <laughs> difficulty of having to pick one of these? Sure. Teams? Let's uh, for the for the Survivor Week why, or for the Thanksgiving one. I think we got to take the Bears. Just fade Detroit. Right? Yeah, even though Detroit it's on the loses. Road. No, yeah, Detroit loses Thanksgiving every single Thanksgiving, even with the great MVP candidate Matt Safford at the helm. Somehow they lose that game right, every so single you, year. All right, so I'll circle the Bears for our Thanksgiving. It's a solid trend. I can't really argue against it. And for the rest of the the, the week twelve, it is a tougher week. I had uh, Miami hosting Carolina. We already took Miami, and I had San Francisco hosting Minnesota as one of them. I, I That's mean, scary. The, the the look ahead spread is minus seven. I want to bet this now on the Vikings plus seven. It's a big. This is insane. I, I think Vikings could be road favorites. So, uh, they, I, I don't see road favorite, but I'm completely with you. This, it's probably not a seven. We should probably get out to Vegas, Sean, and get some yes. tickets on some of these uh, look ahead spots. Uh, what week were we on? I lost my place. Week twelve. Week twelve. Uh, again, this is not many bigger spreads. Hear me out, Philadelphia Eagles. They always beat the Giants. Black Sean. This uh-huh. is a different uh, Sirianni. I, I I can't I can't possibly. I mean, it's one thing to to allow you to to talk about it. We're not taking the Eagles this week. Not 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 on the road. Tough spot. Do we take the? <laughs> I don't know. What what are you? Uh, this is tough. This is a really bad. I mean, do we take the Jets and just fade the Texans and figure the Texans are going to suck? No, I, I think honestly, here's a couple of games I'm liking. The Falcons on the road in Jacksonville. It's a pick. That's not horrible. This is this is a tough week. Yeah, seven is seven is pretty brutal. I uh, and what about and we already took the Ravens and we already took the Browns. Do we take Seattle yet? We we took Seattle against Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, look, I mean, I I think Falcons is the play, and we just we just lean into the Jags being bad. Mm, all right. I mean, what what do you like better than that? 
I don't, I, I don't know if I do. I, I don't, I, I think I don't mind new England, like new England at home against Tennessee in, in a similar type spot. I, I don't, like I said, I don't mind taking San Francisco in, in a survivor, like win it uh, situation, but uh, I'm with you. Let's go. At, let's, I like that Atlanta. It's different. And we pick. We did pick two games in week twelve for the record, yeah. not for your conventional extra, survival. Extra level of difficulty. Uh, all right, week thirteen. I think this one gets a, a little bit easier. Uh, we have a, this is a Ram. I think this is a Rams opportunity. Yep, Rams laying nine and a half they against the Jags. The the home games remaining are all divisional. I think this is where we just circle the Rams and move on. Uh, they get it done against the Jags. What would you say the spread was? Nine and a half. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Fourteen, week fourteen. Uh Dallas plays Detroit. I don't know if we want to get taking the Cowboys. Uh Kansas we already took Kansas City. Well, I have a I have Denver playing Detroit. Sorry, Denver is playing Detroit, and that's what did, did we not talk about playing them? No, we haven't talked about I don't think we've played the Broncos yet. No, no, no. But I, when, when we discussed playing them against the jets week three in that homeowner opener, I mentioned they do have the lions later. I think we take them. Yeah. Or either that or Titans at home against the Jags. Cause we didn't end up taking the Titans. Oh, which do you like better? Which do you have more? See, I would have, if you're making me pick now, I have more confidence that even if Denver is not the best team next year, they're still going to beat Detroit at home in, in December, in the, in December. Yeah. for a dome team going outside in December. Then I do like to me, Tennessee could be really bad. And this could be like a weird AFC South track meet. You know what I mean? Yeah. One in doubt, avoid a divisional game week 15. We've almost gotten there. Uh, let's see. Jackson Jacksonville hosts the Texans this week. If we really want to be savages, <laughs> how is this a four point look ahead line for the Jags? It's crazy. I, yeah, I know. My instincts was like, Oof, Houston's a professional team, San Francisco, big number against Atlanta. Well, and Ryan, I'm, I'm realizing why don't, if we play the Titans the week before, then we can play the Broncos this week against the Bengals, laying five and a half. Is, do you like that spot better? I guess kind who, of. who would be the alternative for us to play? I mean, I really like, I really like Broncos at, this week against the Bengals, but no, I, I don't see, or another. I guess maybe you could take the Cardinals road favorites in, uh, in Detroit. No, no, I, I like it. Let's, let's pivot. Let's adjust that. Okay. All right. So you're saying we should take, so we're going to go back to week 14. We're going to switch. We're going to take uh Tennessee, Tennessee over Jacksonville. Yeah. Which I still like, but yeah, that's only it's a six point spread right now. Tennessee's favored, and then yeah. we're gonna take Cincinnati week fifteen against. We're gonna take Denver against Cincinnati week fifteen. Denver hosting Cincinnati. Yep, line right. five and a half. Let's go. Week sixteen. A- Atlanta hosts Detroit. We already used Atlanta. What mm. happened to my week sixteen? What the hell kind of sheet do I have here, Ryan? Something happened. I think they copy and pasted it wrong, but I okay. It's I think I have the right schedule. Okay. Oh, the other the picture I sent you is yeah. wrong. Sorry. It's no big deal. I think it's a little out of order or something like that. Sixteen. Uh, yeah. This this is a tough week. I I kind of I taking Atlanta earlier puts us in a in a bit of a bind here. 
I mean, just looking at the home teams, it's it's a it's tough. A lot of divisional games, a lot of games you just want to avoid. Uh, did anything stand out to you, Sean? Yeah, Atlanta Falcons slaying seven and a half against the Lions. We burned Jacksonville a couple. Like we'd have to reevaluate. We yeah, we don't need to go back and switch it. I also like the Seahawks here against the Bears. I think we already got them. Oh, you're right. We had them against the Jags. Jets hosting the Jags. Yeah, that's possibility. Oh, come on, dude! Eagles at home against the Giants. Stop! Stop with your. You're talking all about how you want to avoid. That that at at worst is a shit show. All right, at worst is a shit show. Rams on the road in Minnesota. Have we played the Rams yet? No. Have we? I think we did. Yeah. Oh, we did. Yes, we did. Oh man! All right, so gun to my head, Sean. Why do we not take the Chargers? We haven't taken the Chargers yet. They're playing the Texans. Oh, four on the road. road fair. There you go. Yeah, we I think it. I mentally ignored it because they're on the road. Week seventeen, and it's not the last week of the season. Nope. How, what is fantasy going to do this year? Week fifteen, sixteen. They're seven. already melting down. I, I don't know what to do. Now this is where we take the 49ers. thirteen and a half point yep. favorites at home against the Texans. Yeah. Uh, no. No real discussion. I'm. I'm with you. Let me just pencil that in. Maybe we go Pats at home against the Jags, but that's only five and a half. I don't need to take the Pats in a survivor pool. No, uh, just because they spent so. a lot of money. Bill Belichick has not been the best talent evaluator. Hot take, Sean. Bill <laughs> Belichick. Oh, hot, 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 so, uh, hot, 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 hot. I don't know why we think his off-season talent evaluation means anything. So I, I, I don't want. We don't need to have them. All right, so we burn San Francisco one more one more week, Sean. Week eighteen, and that sounds nice. <laughs> week eighteen, uh, we're down. What we've burned seventeen teams. I mean, it's, that's the other thing. Survivor yeah. pools one week longer. Uh, well, and then also even throw it in the uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. As well. So so yeah, we've burned eighteen teams already. Uh, again, it, it's a trickier week. You got a lot of divisional games. I think this is where we play the Packers. Three and a half point road favorites in Detroit. It's the only one that really makes sense that we haven't used. I mean, what else am I missing here? Or do we like the Patriots going down to Miami? I, I don't like that. Falcon Saints, that's a toss up. Titans, we already used against the Texans. Giants own the, the Redskins, but we don't have Redskins will have the division clinched at that point. Yeah, so Giants will be resting their starters. They'll be eliminated. Um yeah, no, I think uh I I mean, yeah. I I I can't think of any other team right now besides the Packers laying three and a half at Detroit. Uh, yeah, I don't mind it. Uh, the I guess the it's it's the it's I mean the, what are what else is there to consider really? It's tough. Maybe Steelers, five and a half point. Oh, we already used the Steelers. We already used the Ravens, even though they're playing each other. Yeah, I'm almost gonna color code this because like it's it's hard to even there's you have to play a bad team or at least at, at minimum a team that's it's going to be I I'm, I'm with you. I think we just continue our fade. Isn't that the move? Yep. And then, you know, through looking at which teams we've we've uh we've selected, you're going to you're going to get get our opinion on who we think sucks. Although we completely avoided the NFC East, which I'm sure Sean won't do in real life. No. No, I mean, I I know I know when the Eagles are going to win, Ryan. 
and I know when they're going to lose. I, I hope. Uh, I think I just I worry about this season. Those simple systems. All right, let me uh, let me circle the. Uh, I'm not worried at all, Ryan. I am I not am worried. worried at all. You know why I'm not worried at all? Because I got a good feeling. I'm going to be a millionaire thanks to Underdog Fantasy, their Best Ball Mania Two contest, and win one uh, up to a million dollars for first place in the Best Ball Mania Two contest. Go to UnderdogFantasy.com, drop in that promo code SGPN so they know we sent you, and the NFL or NBA playoff Best Ball as well. Starting when from when we're recording this, a mere seventy-two hours away. Get in uh, the uh, best ball, the big dance. That contest is really fun as well. Best ball mania two, chance for a million dollars. Underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. And for you sharp betters, odds jam. I'm telling you, once you once you start using odds jam, you're gonna wonder how you ever lived without it. That's right. Fire up a sports gambling podcast.com slash odds jam. Take it right there. You get 5% off when you use the promo code S G P and odds jam tailors itself to whatever better betting market you're in showing you the best prices, the best betting opportunities. Again, if you're betting a lot, you really have to get the best of the number odds. Jam helps that helps you, helps you make that happen. Dominate the marketplace with odds, Jim, and, and the best part, the arbitrage opportunities where you can bet both sides of a bet, guaranteeing yourself a profit. Sportshealingpodcast.com slash odds jam. Joining us on the line, he is the co-host of the PFF Forecast Podcast, Eric Eager. Eric, appreciate you calling in. How excited are you now that we have win totals, futures, and NFL Week One lines? Well, I think it's you know good that in the sense that that's all we really have here. Four months going until the season. Uh, now that the draft's over and the schedule's been released, it's really all you know the the only thing we can look to bet on here. Yeah, yeah. What else is there except the NFL? Week one, when the totals came out, uh, in particular the win totals, is there one that that jumped out at you as kind of a great opportunity, or you thought immediately looking at the number was off as far as the price? Well, I think there's a couple, and they're on the lower end. If you look at Atlanta, seven and a half, you know that opened. Well, it opened at seven minus one forty. The draft kind of happened. Now it's seven and a half. It's, it's trending upward a little bit. I still think you're going to look at Atlanta as a team you're going to want to have by the time the season's over. I think they're at least an eight win team, Matt Ryan, I think it's a good MVP bet. And then on the AFC side, I do like the Oakland or the Las Vegas Raiders over seven. Uh, I was able to get a six and a half somewhere. I think Derek Carr, top 10 quarterback in the NFL, really hard to bet an under on a quarterback that's been as strong as him over the course of his career. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a gigantic Derek Carr fan, but he is—he is a guy that brings a certain level of consistency. I guess what worries me about the Raiders and Derek Carr is it does feel like Gruden is kind of out on well, Derek Carr and that strength of schedule. We saw that when you look at the win total strength of schedule, it does—they it, did show up as a, a more difficult schedule, which is probably what would scare me away. But the offense—it was super productive last year, Sean. Yeah, agreed. Have you uh have you placed any sort of uh NFL bets for week 1? Have you gotten down on actually on anything now that the uh, look ahead lines are out? Yeah, I've taken a few. I think um you know Baltimore, now that I talk about the Raiders, you see or sort of hedge against that a little bit. The the Ravens were 5 point favorites in Las Vegas on that first Monday night. Now they're four and a half. I've seen it even places like 4. 
I do think the Ravens are a good bet there. Um, I even think the first Sunday night game, you're looking at the Chicago bears getting seven against the Los Angeles Rams. I think if they start Justin Fields, it's a pretty good bet on the Chicago side, you know, coming over to our, our town, Cincinnati, I do like Minnesota laying three uh, against the Bengals. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on a lot of those. I, I think the Minnesota one just seems to me almost too easy. Like the, I always get worried about a non-conference road favorite, especially week one. There, there's a, you know, maybe they don't get up for the game, whatever. But I, I, I think that that number is so low, especially if you're going to have four less than four, uh, certainly. And and you're, you're you're based out of Cincinnati. What have you heard on on Joe Burrow? I know they say he's going to be good to go week one, but I guess just watching that injury when it happened and the the time of year that it happened, I think it's fair to be a little skeptical that he won't be a hundred percent, especially opening day. Yeah, I think all systems will be a go for Burrow, but you look at, you know, the the history of Mike Zimmer, you know, last season they faced a lot of pretty good quarterbacks and I think that and they also had a lot of injuries, they had a lot of rookies they had to acclimate. That was probably the reason the defense wasn't very good. You you turn back the clock a little bit on Zimmer's career and he's done great against young quarterbacks. So even if Burrow, you know, were to return and were to return healthy, you're looking at the difference between Zach Taylor on the offensive side of the ball, Mike Zimmer on the defensive side of the ball. I think that's a little bit too much. Um, we have seen money come in on Cincy. They did open three and a half. So people do like, they are grabbing the dog much like last season when, you know, they opened as two and a half point three and a three point underdogs to Los Angeles in week one. I think you're seeing sort of the exact same idea there. Um, but yeah, to me, it's just a little bit too short and, you know, Minnesota is a team where, uh, you know, I'll pay to see them, you know, sort of struggle because over the years, you know, they've kind of yo-yoed through in the sense that every even year they seem to do poorly and every odd year they sort of rebound. Yeah. And it, it does seem, especially if you're, if you're even talking da- uh, fantasy DFS, Dalvin cook set to have a massive game. You would think against that, against that Bengals defense week one and week one, he should be healthy, totally fresh and and have a good chance to rack up some numbers. What about uh, while we, while we talk some of the rookies here, rookie quarterbacks, what's your take on the uh, Trey Lance situation in San Francisco? Of course, coming in from the FCS only through what 318 passes at the FCS level, they gave up so much to get him. And now the trend seems that we're not going to wait a whole year for these quarterbacks to start. It seems like coaches always want that to happen, but when push comes to shove, they, they started much sooner. What's your uh, gauge on when you think Trey Lance will actually be the starter in San Francisco? Well, I think among all the top quarterbacks, let's say the top four guys, I think Lance probably has the biggest chance to sit the whole season. Garoppolo has been a player who has taken the 49ers to the super bowl before. So if you know, it'd be a lot, I think for them to simply just move on from him. Um, they have a good defense. They're in a division that I think is pretty tough with teams like Arizona uh, the Los Angeles Rams and obviously the defending champs, the, the Seattle Seahawks. So I can see them sitting Trey Lance. The only issue is there, you know, you're talking about a guy who didn't play last season. You're, you're going to be looking at two years of inactivity from a guy you spent three first round picks on. Um, if you end up uh, sitting him for his rookie year. So if I were the Niners, I'd play him right away. Uh, you know, I keep Garoppolo in the fold until there was a team that was desperate enough to have to trade for him. Um, but I would eventually play Lance just because again, like I think, you know, quarterbacks learn the best on the fly. And, you know, um, you, you know, the Mahomes example, notwithstanding, generally speaking, you do get a humongous edge by playing the guy early and having him at least be average or better. Yeah. And, and people bring up that Mahomes analogy 
and go and use it as a reason. Oh, see, they sat Mahomes for a year and look, he's Patrick Mahomes now. I have a feeling that if you played Patrick Mahomes week one of his rookie season, he'd still be pretty damn good. I, I think it was just more they had Alex Smith, he took him to the playoffs. He, you know, he was a very competent quarterback. He was hard to sit. I don't know if Jimmy G is gonna be that hard to sit. I still have trouble wrapping my head around the decision the the 49ers made because they it feels like they're talking at a two ends. Uh, they're they're kind of like you know going to going to war on two separate ends here, where they're projecting themselves as a team that has a window here to get to the Super Bowl, but then they're giving up all this draft capital go, to go up and draft a quarterback that is by all accounts a project. And I don't know, especially this year, that Trey Lance would be a huge upgrade from Jimmy G. So now you're you're sinking in. You got to put a couple years into Trey Lance before he can get you into a Super Bowl. I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of worried about the 49ers overall strategy. What'd you make of the decision to move up for Trey Lance? For Trey Lance, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. I think that the biggest smoke screen that happened that entire draft process was this idea that they were going to draft Matt Jones. And then when they didn't draft and they drafted a guy with bigger upside in Lance, we were all sort of relieved, I think, not to have to see Mac Jones be drafted third. <laughs> yeah. But the the real the real blunder was that they didn't take Justin Fields, the guy who I think has almost as big of a ceiling as Lance and can get to the ceiling. I think a lot quicker uh, that to me would have been the better pick. I think you would have been ready right away. I think the concerns about Lance are realistic and, and not negative at all. I think they're, they're sort of sound. And to your point, that means, you know, that puts the Niners in sort of a rudderless position where they're a team that made the super bowl on the back of a lot of good players, but a lot of veteran players in 2019, Richard Sherman gone DeForest Buckner traded guys getting older. You trade away first round picks you know, you're not going to have the young players to replenish that roster later on. So it is a really like weird move there, but Lynch and Shanahan have their contract extensions. And, and I think that they're, 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 they're playing the long game, whatever game that is. I don't really get it though. Yeah, no, I, I'm really having trouble wrapping ahead, wrapping my head around it. And I do think Kyle Shanahan is overall like a very good play caller, but I, I question some of the way he's handled his, his era in, in San Francisco in general. And I think he's kind of starting to become overrated. If you actually look at his win loss as a head coach, and certainly he's had issues at quarterbacks, but we've seen great coaches. I mean, he's made his own bet. That's the thing. Like at some point you, you make enough decisions. You're you, those are your quarterbacks. It's a little of the green, right? Yeah. You can't keep cycling out the quarterback saying the quarterback (laughs) quarterback was the problem when you were the quarterback whisperer who brought the guy in, in the first place. Yeah. Eventually you got to kind of pay up. Well, speaking of a similar situation in a way, uh, the uh, Chicago bears, they trade up to get Justin Fields. It's also impressive that Matt Nagy got a second shot to trade up to get a quarterback. (laughs) You usually don't get two of those in the, uh, in the NFL, especially when one of them is Mitch Trubisky. What's your thought on, uh, on Justin Fields here again, kind of similar angle here. I think he, I mean, if I'm the bears, why are you not starting in week one? Yeah. Granted the bears start on the road against the Rams, but when would you start Justin Fields you think, or, and when do you think the bears actually will start him? Yeah, I think actually the, the, the guy to rip in Chicago is Ryan pace because he was the one that took you know, in 2017, when the bears went up and got Trubisky, Nagy was actually the offensive coordinator for Mahomes and Smith in Kansas city. So oh, like, you're right. I think yes. part of <laughs> like, I think Nagy is actually deserving of a little bit more leeway in the sense that he's taken that bears team since he took him off in 2018 to eight games above 500 over three years with, you know, Trubisky chase Daniel and Nick Foles. And I, he's not a perfect play caller, but I do think 
you know, I'm going to suspend disbelief a little bit on Nagy. I think pace is the one where you really have to look at the decision-making and wonder, did he luck out here and getting the opportunity uh, to get Justin Fields? I think Fields should start from week one. I mean, there's, you know, Dalton's a nice backup. We saw last year in Dallas, once he finally, you know, got out from under COVID and things like that, he steadied the ship and, you know, he even gave the, the uh, Dallas Cowboys a chance in week 17 uh, to play into the playoffs. It didn't end up working out. But he's a nice backup, but he's not a reason you would, you know, he's not even Alex Smith good where you would sit uh, a guy like Fields beneath him. And, you know, I kind of agree with you guys. I mean, that, that 2017 season, if, if Mahomes plays half the year or more, Chiefs might be in the Super Bowl. We're talking about a Super Bowl that had Nick Foles in it. So oh, you know, we're, we're not, you know, we're not even, you know, to me, I think that the, the Mahomes thing is a misnomer. You know, I, the, I think the Bears should not hesitate to start Justin Fields and deal with the lumps especially given that their division games are almost all at the end of the year where fields, you know, theoretically would be a much better player than a week one. Well, and also you never, you don't, you don't generally hear people follow up the no, look, it worked for Aaron Rodgers. No, look, it worked for Patrick Mahomes with everyone else who sat because you know, it's, it's the same bias. Like these just happen to be two guys who sat for yeah, a year. They, did, they, they just did. happen to be in a franchise that where the coach had enough comfort in his position where they could just sit and, and not rushed him to the field. All these other franchise, like get him on the field. Like, I, I don't know if it's correlation causation. It's causation I'm, not, I'm not smart enough to know the difference, but they seem like totally unrelated things uh, now. And, and kind of get back to fields real quick. I do think what we saw where Trubisky had a nice little run, nothing amazing, but effective uh, towards the the back stretch of the Bears uh, season last year was them moving him around, him doing some bootleg stuff. I think Fields can do a lot of stuff that uh, Trubisky was doing and and do it at a higher level, uh, especially with his ability to run. Moving over to um, analytics, I know you're big in analytics and using using advanced stats as far as your handicapping. Uh, you know, I, I call myself a gut handicapper. I use some of the advanced math. Lately, you've been using numbers. I, you know, I, I kind of come and go with the numbers, whether it hurts or helps <laughs> my point. But what is uh, what's kind of one advanced analytic uh, stat that people should be using when they're handicapping NFL? Uh, I would just look at, you know, essentially, you know, in baseball, you have batting average on balls in play, and then you have like the three outcomes strike, you know, strikeout, walk. Uh, home run in football to me is when you look at the quarterback, how often are they pressured? How well do they do when they're not pressured and how well do they do when they're pressured? And I think you fade players who are on good streaks of playing well when they're under pressure. Cause that's what we found is that's noisy. That's how you get Josh McCown, 2013, you know, that's how you get Justin Herbert a season ago. And, and to me, you treat that like you treat batting average on balls in play. You sort of regress it to the league average. Um, and then you look at how well a player is playing when he's uh, you know, protected well. And that's generally where, you know, you look at the top guys and it's Mahomes, Brady, uh, you know, when he played breeze and, and so on and so forth. To me, that's the number one. If I'm saying, okay, I'm on a handicap a game quarterbacks are the most important and the subset where quarterbacks are the most predictive is when they have a clean pocket. Now that that's interesting. You bring up Justin Herbert saying that he did very well uh, under pressure. I like that about Herbert. I thought that was one of his best traits his rookie season, obviously rookie of the year, but you're saying it sounds also like maybe we can expect Daniel Jones to positively <laughs> regress towards the mean. Yeah. yeah he's not, there's no <laughs> stats just that can outlier. show. I mean, 11, 11 touchdowns in an NFL season <laughs> in the modern era. There's no coming back from that, but to, to get back to Herbert, uh, you're, it sounds like you're kind of fading Herbert, or you're you're saying that the the advanced analytics 
might show a sophomore slump because of the uh, regression uh, regarding uh, the pressure stats. Is that is that where yeah. you're at with Herbert? Yeah, I mean that gets back to my Raiders over. As I think that the Chargers are probably a little overvalued. Mm. I think Denver, if Denver doesn't get Aaron Rodgers, then I think all of a sudden the Raiders are in a good position to win some division games that they wouldn't otherwise win. They're also a good matchup against Kansas City, which is which is kind of strange, but they, I think they match up really well. But yeah, with Herbert, I mean he averaged seven yards a pass attempt when clean. That was well below league average. He averaged seven point six yards per pass attempt when pressured, which was one of the best. And, and you know. When you're pressured, that's a lot to do with your receivers. That's a lot to do with scheme. Um, he loses Shane Sykin, who was his offensive coordinator a season ago. Uh, he's now offensive coordinator, you know, right now. Whose last trip at the the dish for the Detroit Lions, who aspired for some guy named Jim Bob Cooter. So, like, <laughs> I, I'm a little bit like I'm a little I'm a little bit bearish on Herbert just because of the underlying data. But also, you look at the history of quarterbacks who have a an offensive coordinator change from year one to year two whether that guy ends up being good or not. Um, you know, it, it's not always the most stable thing in the world. So Herbert's not only adjusting to the NFL for a second straight year, he's adjusting to a different offense for the second straight year, which again can cause, I think a, a few bumps in the road. Yeah. Sean, I'm learning a lot right now. Daniel Jones year two, it was Jason Garrett's <laughs> fault. So now we're going to take the big stuff. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, um, and, and I'm kind of having that, this battle in my head, you, you bring oh, up no. a lot of good points about Justin and Herbert there. I'm dealing with, okay, Justin Herbert, maybe an outlier season. Now he has a new offensive scheme, defensive head coach coming in. That's never great. Usually for the quarterback numbers versus not having Anthony Lynn <laughs> as your head coach. I feel like you're going to get some bump from not having Anthony Lynn, but how much of it is going to be countered out by the, by the new head coach and by having to learn a new scheme. I, I think uh, I, get, I, I like that though. I, I, it's the fr- first I've kind of dabbled with the idea that Herbert would regress a little bit. No, I, I, yeah. I'm kind of trying to wrap my head around it as well because well, it was it's so good. fun to watch. I can't, one. I can't help, but like the chargers every year. So I'm going to need these kinds of nuggets to stay away from taking to, to their, remind their over you, stay again. away from just <laughs> buying into the chargers hype and, and the random injury stuff always seems to, uh, oh man, always seems to destroy the team. Well, Kramer keeps talking about Daniel Jones. <laughs> Do you have any advanced analytics on Daniel Jones? <laughs> uh, again, I'm an Eagles fan. So I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around this optimism that is just emboldened the giants fan base. Cause watching the, watching the tape of seeing all these Daniel Jones games. I just don't see it. I don't see a performance where he looks like a franchise quarterback. Is there advanced analytics? Is there numbers? Are there numbers out there that suggest that Daniel Jones is going to be the guy either this year or any time in the NFL? Well, yes and no. I think like with Jones, you know, he, he's, he does a bunch of things that are not very good, right? He, he throws a lot of turnover worthy plays. He gets sacked a lot. He fumbles a lot. That was, you know, we don't necessarily see quarterbacks come back from that. Now, Josh Allen did from year two to year three, but I don't know if Jones has the pure skills or the the raw athleticism that Josh Allen has. But when you look at, you know, what they've done, bringing in Kenny Galladay from Detroit, Kadarius Tony from Florida, um, you know, they the offensive line they they drafted Andrew Thomas, who was not very good last season, but we know that you know the the biggest leap for offensive linemen is year two, year three. Matt Parrott from UConn, again, another guy they drafted who I think has pretty good pedigree. So if all those things come together, I mean, the thing about the giants, they're going to find out because they have a good defense. I think a pretty, you know, the, the potential to be one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, they also have weapons and they have an offensive line that should be a lot better than a season ago. 
if Daniel Jones is bad, they'll find out really quick, right? There's not going to be like Sam Darnold <laughs> where it's pretty ambiguous because they don't surround him with talent. Daniel Jones has talent around him. So from that perspective, I would say, you know, he has as good of an environment as he's ever going to have. Um, but there are some bad things in his data. Like he does not, you know, you know, he does not you know, maneuver in the pocket very well. I think he's fairly accurate at times and, and he's actually a pretty good athlete when he decides to run. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I was very bearish on, on Josh Allen, but then the bills surrounded him with Stefan Diggs, you know, Gabriel Davis, Cole Beasley, and, and, and a, and a pretty good defense behind him. And that seemed to unlock whatever potential he had. That's the hope. If you're a giants fan, the other hope is that that division is dreadful. Well, yeah, oh, I mean, boy, the, the division being down certainly could be That's the best I, news I've heard all day. <laughs> I think I think with with Josh Allen again I think bringing in Steph Diggs with a, who yeah. has an amazing catch radius really helped just like Kenny and, Galladay and whatever uh, whatever they did in the offseason I think really helped to me Kenny Galladay isn't going to help Daniel Jones's pocket awareness <laughs> and and help him realize that rushers are coming on his you know in his front side it's one thing to get sacked by blindside pressure but I feel like he doesn't you know the front side pressure he's just completely That's ignores. why they brought in Jason Garrett to help fix that just the he's, trust the Process. He's, he's going to get that uh, figured out. All right, Eric, appreciate you calling in. One last question, and I feel like your your anti Herbert stance, or at least bearish uh, stance on Herbert, probably qualifies here. But what would you say is your most controversial stance for the twenty twenty one NFL season? Either a team, a player that you're out on, or super high on that the market, the general public, people uh, are are kind of opposite at. I mean, we've got. I think. I think the Giants are a good bet to win the East. Uh, I think that the Bears are a good bet to win the North. I think the Seahawks at three to one are a good bet to win the West. Uh, those are somewhat controversial, but yeah, I think. I mean, let's just put it this way: every single year, as a Chiefs fan, the funnest thing in the world is to find out why the Chargers are going to be bad, and <laughs> you know, it's it's the most unpredictable thing in the world. But at the same time, the most predictable thing in the world. So I'm just looking forward. They have a great, what appears to be a great young head coach, a good young quarterback. Um, some talent all around the roster and they're going to finish seven and 10. I can't wait to find out how <laughs> I know with the Chargers, it's, it's just always what's going to happen. It's, it's always too good to be true for the chargers. Eric, appreciate you calling in. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at PFF underscore Eric and check out the PFF forecast podcast. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me on guys. Cheers. Oh man, that was that was fun until the end when he uh, when he said the Giants were a good uh, bet to uh, win the NFC. Should have got rid of him right before that, Kramer. Very uh, very unfortunately, he's high on the Giants there. What, why is that unfortunate? You're right. I wait. You got to live in your echo chamber. <laughs> you can't hear a dissenting opinion. I, I get. I I'm I sit next to one. Oh, so when it's someone else that says it, it makes you look more uncomfortable. When I'm saying it, you just discard it I, like I'm, the trash. I'm still—is that what you're saying? I'm still very comfortable in my stance that Daniel Jones is not a good well, quarterback. Our guest said the Giants are a good bet to win the division. Sean, <laughs> all rise. By the way, Josh Allen didn't have Saquon's Barkley lining up behind him. Year two to three, baby. Let's jump. <laughs> Let's jump. Just the That's giant. a shirt. That's All a shirt. Right. I'll I, rise. Play, Let's jump. I just want to at freezing cold takes for this last minute of Giants enthusiasm that will surely be crushed once we actually get to the NFL season. Make sure you drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcast for Merch Monday. Every Monday, drawing random Apple Podcast reviews. Tweeting out the winners at Gambling Podcast to hook you up with some merch. 
Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean stacking the Money Green, and he is Ryan. Plus 450 is available. Kramer, let it ride.